What's up, Mets fans? I thought it was a lot more than just two weeks, but a very happy recap. The Mets just took two of three today at City Field against do it. the San Francisco Giants. Pete, those West Coast games last week freaking killed me. They were terrible. They were fun. But they all of a sudden, the Mets, they can score at home. They win some games at home and won a series that... They clearly needed to have, especially after Tuesday. Well, it should have been a sweep. We all know what happened. Well, maybe you didn't know what happened, but we'll talk about it in a little bit. Tuesday night was a little disappointing. Syndergaard cruising. Mickey uh, pulls the pulls the cord there and gets him out. But, yeah, those West Coast games, I know, I mean, you, your week last week was insane, by the way. And if, if, if uh, you're listening afterwards, you can't see how stellar Mr. <laughs> Pete McCarthy looks tonight. He's pulling triple duty. He just actually recorded his uh, athletic podcast from here. He's doing the show right now. And then from now, he's going straight to SNY afterwards to be on, what is it, Sports Night? Yeah, I'll be on Sports Night tonight. Triple duty, man. Hey, let's go. It's, uh, you know, I say different things on all of them, too, just to mix <laughs> it up. You know, on one, I, I've loved Jason Vargas all year. And then on another, I, I praise Mickey Calloway. So, you know, I got all kinds of, of different things depending on where you catch. No, it's, you know, I watch the Mets games, so I might as well give some opinions on it, right? I think we might have a caller here in a little bit that's going to beg to differ that you lo- yeah. that you have loved Vargas you called all year. You already <laughs> called I knew Rally Man. I said... Two seconds or five seconds? That's what I said the over-under would be. How quick was it? Was he on before the show? I don't know if he's no, called yet. Not but yet, he, not oh, yet, he hasn't yet. called yet. No, he, no. I'm sure he oh, will. He said he was on the line already. No, I, I said I'm sure we will oh, get a call from Mr. Rallyman, who I am supporting today. He did message today. me on Facebook <laughs> last night, by the way. Oh, yeah, he made sure. To you guys are Facebook friends. What did he say? We're Facebook buddies now. I don't remember exactly, but he, he wanted to make sure that I knew you know, what was happening. Look! Look! I'm as happy as anybody. Jason Vargas is finally pitching well. A two ERA over his last seven starts. Complete game shutout last night. That's great. I just did not see it coming. Nobody and saw it, it was, coming. It, the only people that saw it coming were Jason Vargas, his family, and Rally Man. That was it. Nobody else could have seen this coming. <laughs> they said that the uh, the season for Vargas changed after that uh, revolu- revolutionary war um oh man visited them down in atlanta but yeah things have changed clearly he's actually pitching to one of the best eras in baseball if you can believe that over the past month vargas himself came out last last month and said listen guys once i get back on schedule back to uh pitching every fifth day things are going to change and you know initially uh mickey came out and said that they weren't going to let him go past the fourth or fifth inning or a certain pitch count he threw over 100 pitches uh, uh, last night. Mm-hmm. So clearly that that kind of went out the window, maybe because he stretched out now and we're, we're a little oh, deeper into the season. They were up 7 nothing, so I think that's why they yeah. gave Vargas the ninth. But there's clearly a little more faith now in Vargas than there used to be. When he would go five innings, they'd be like, let's get this guy out, <laughs> even when he was throwing well. So now this is the important thing for me with Vargas. Just give innings. You're at the back end of the rotation. You don't need to be an ace. You don't need to lead the league in ERA. But what I want from that guy is when you go out there, you give the team six innings. Even if it's four runs allowed, that's fine with me. Make sure that the bullpen's not exhausted. And that's what Bartolo Colon did such a great job of those years. And that's something that Vargas did not do, but he has started to do uh, of late, which is uh, the biggest positive to me in that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, they had the off day Monday. Vargas went deep on Wednesday. So the bullpen, which has been pretty shaky lately, ha- has been getting a couple days off. Uh, give us a call, 631 388 mets or whatever. Chime in to the con. Unless your name's Rally Man. Yeah. If you are Rally Man, you can give a call too. Because I am actually supporting Rally today. Yeah, it's great. You know what? Put on the shirt. Power of positivity that he believed. 
when nobody believed that Jason Vargas was going to turn this whole thing around, and and good for him, man. Nailed it. I'm wondering if Rallyman's going to get a Vargas jersey after this. Or you should get a, a Vargas bat mug. We should, know, from, from Lumberland. From Lumber- yeah. yeah, hit up Lumberland, uh, Rallyman. Jason Vargas should be buying that for Rallyman. <laughs> His biggest supporter, biggest fan. So Rallyman makes these t-shirts. This is not a seven-line thing. It says Rally World Order, and I know he's probably all charged <laughs> up. I'm rocking this today. He gave this to me at uh, City Field last time I saw him, but this is not a seven-line thing. We'd actually probably get sued if this was one of ours because this is like a, a wrestling ripoff, right? No. NWO? Yeah, NWO. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to pull this off. But also, I want to give a special shout-out to the Mets. They actually hooked us up with this week's giveaway. This Saturday night at City Field, the Mets are playing the Rockies, and after the game is the post-game concert, Lauren Hill's post-game concert. Yeah. It's a big deal. So the Mets hit me up last night asking if I wanted to go uh, or if I wanted these tickets, and I said, you know, uh, yeah, we'll give them away an orange and blue thing. So we have four tickets, two sets of two. They're field-level field seats with post-game concert field passes for after the game completely free for tonight's share contest so if you're watching live and you're not listening afterwards share the show right now if you're watching on facebook retweet if you're watching on twitter slash periscope towards the end of the broadcast we will select two winners at random to get the tickets for free we'll get your name and the mets will leave it for you at the uh, will call window on saturday so thank you to the mets for that really cool to them what do you think is lauren hill the biggest name that we've had for one of these post-game concerts uh i know boys to men at their peak was really big. Lizzie's into mention? the post post game concerts. Lauren Hill's a big name. I love the post game concerts. Number one, number two. I've been on the field for many of them. Oh so wow! Like, look at you, Boys to Men, Fifty Cent, Nas. Those are all big names. Yeah. Well, Nas yeah, yeah, was like yeah. the biggest. Well, Lauren Hill, though. I Lauren, feel like, I love Lauren I Hill. Feel like so she's above even that. Is yeah. that fair? Yeah. What's like her 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 like main song? Like the like the most popular one, like uh, girl, watch, watch out. out. <laughs> anyway, if you want to go <laughs> Saturday, it's uh it's a big deal out there. So definitely retweet or share right now, cool. and you uh, will be put in the running. So let's hit the phones. We got Kevin. What's up, Kevin? How are you? We're doing all right. How you doing? Uh, never doubt. Rally man ever again. <laughs> Can't doubt him. You're a rally man stand. So what's going on, uh, Kev? Nothing. I just got my order of my Lumberland bats in. Oh, no way. Are you the one that put in the fi- the order of 50 bat mugs? Yep. That's for my daughter's wedding. No way. That's incredible. That must have been a pretty expensive bill there. But that's, uh, yes. that's great. Did you get them customized? Like it, it says like the wedding date on it or something? Well, they gave me a they gave me a discount. They couldn't do a you know with the whole thing, but they you know they gave me a good deal. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I hope you use the discount code. Well, they could, that's what I'm saying. They couldn't use that. What? But, uh, they they better give you a nice a nice deal then. Fifty mugs. That's a that's a that's a big deal. Well, they gave me free shipping. So. All right, there you go. At least that's something. Yeah. All right, Kev. So what else you got? Anything else happening? Nah, just uh, wanted to say a good win the last two nights, and uh, hopefully they keep it up and. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Hopefully, I mean, that's all you could do is keep winning series, right? Yep, definitely. Kevin had a question about the bobbleheads, and I have no Yeah, well, we'll hit you up after about that. You're talking about the Mr. Matt one for yeah. the games? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. All right, Kev? Okay, not a problem. All right, thanks, man. Bye, Kevin. I have a good call. 50 Lumberland bat mugs. That's insane. Um, yeah, so as, as Kev alluded to, got to stay hot. Play the hot hand. Keep keep winning. Keep winning series. I mean, that's all you can hope for. I mean, we were hoping. Let's talk about uh, Tuesday night because Mickey Calloway. Mickey, Mickey. 
comes out onto the field. He already, he, it was already a done deal when he went and, and spoke to the uh, home plate umpire before he was walking out to Noah. The, it was it was done. He couldn't yeah. talk him talk himself out of it, or talk him, himself into the game. So uh, Twitter was on fire asking, "What the hell is Mickey doing?" I personally was waiting for the post game interview to see what his answer was, and he just said, "I wish I could have taken that one back." What's your thoughts? Yeah, uh, that was a that was a thing. You know, you can kind of uh, defend or try to rationalize the move that Mickey Calloway made to go to Lugo there over Cindergard, but he didn't really try to do it after the game and just worried about the fact that Yastrzemski could steal second, and we know Cindergard's had a problem with that over the years holding runners, but. Yastrzemski's not a burner. He's not a guy who's throwing a lot of bases down in the minor leagues. So it wasn't that big a concern. And Cinder got to been thrown well that yeah, night. Yeah. And the bullpen stinks. Like, I understand Seth Lugo has been one of the good pieces there, one of the guys that you trust. But you want to avoid that bullpen as long as possible. So it wasn't the right move in the first place. Again, not egregious, but it's the wrong move. And then the fact that Mickey, within an hour and a half, is willing to say, yeah, I got that wrong, it really makes you wonder, well, the thought process, when you had an extra hour and a half to think about it, why didn't that go through your mind in the moment? That's your job yeah. as a manager. You have to be prepared for these things. And, yeah, we know you get 30 seconds to figure out what to do, but that's not really the case. You have years and years of knowledge and experience, right, that should enable you to make that decision quickly and make the right decision. So when you make the wrong call, not just for your team, but also to yourself where you're admitting you did the wrong thing, I just think it's a that's a mess. And to me, and I'm sure there are a lot of Mets fans who have already been to this point with Mickey, I don't want to hear it after the game anymore. Like, whatever his explanation is for things, I just tend to roll my eyes now. And then it's a dangerous place to be, uh, you know, if I'm fairly level-headed as a fan slash media member, whatever, and I've reached that point, and it makes you wonder, do the players, people in the organization, because he doesn't make smart decisions. He screwed up again today in the seventh inning, and he doesn't have Jeff McNeil hit uh, in that nine spot after Tomas Nito reaches on the bunt and instead brings up Carlos Gomez to bunt, and fine, it worked out. They tied the game, but they could have had a bigger inning there. And then in the postgame, again, he doesn't even understand like what the wrong decision was, and he has to be asked a follow-up. Well, why didn't you just let McNeil hit in that spot? And just he's not a good strategic manager. And I was willing to give him a pass on it last year because he had never been a manager before. He had never been in the National League before. He didn't have an experienced bench coach. Come on, man, it's year two. You've managed over 200 freaking Major League Baseball games, and it still feels like a learning exhibition every night. You know, Noah Syndergaard said, well, it's, you know, he called it exactly that. You know, it's a learning process and stuff. But come on, you can't be waiting for your manager to learn yeah. after he's already had 200 freaking games. I mean, if it's the NFL and you're trying to figure out how to use your timeouts, that's uh, 15 years worth of games, right? right. Nobody gets that. <laughs> if you're screwing up the timeouts every game, you're not going to be around that long. And so, listen, baseball is a complex sport. I get it. But you got to be able to figure these things out and – I don't have the patience for it. And my biggest question would be, what does Mickey Calloway do well as a manager? What has he excelled at? Is there any category where you say, yeah, he's been a real positive here? No. Some of the pitchers have regressed this year. He hasn't done a great job making the best out of a bad bullpen. Communication-wise, we're still frustrated with things he says after the game. Maybe he's okay dealing with the players in there, but that tends to be the kind of thing that you only find out afterwards right, what the right, real right. story was so I, I just look at it like what does he do well 
And we know that he does a bad job managing these games, and the Mets aren't a good enough team to overcome that. Well, if it wasn't for, let's say they ended up, I mean, who knows what, what could have happened if Syndergaard stayed in. But let's just say Tuesday's on Mickey. They also blew two games on the West Coast. They're five games out now. Even just in the past week, if things kind of fell our way, I, I, you know, I was on Barstool the other day, and, and they, they look at me like I'm full of shit when I'm trying to be extra positive or try to always find the, uh, the bright side of things. But let's say two games on the road last week, they win. They come home 5-2 and two instead of 2-5, and five, and they win on Tuesday night. They're basically right there teetering on first place. So it's crazy how with as much mismanagement or overmanagement, whatever you want to yeah, put on are, Mickey's shoulders. Yeah, but those are games that... You can't we get can, them back. Yeah. No, no, no. Yes, that's true too. But also, at least two of those three games, we can directly point to the manager and point to de- decisions that he made. So if you blame the manager for two of those games and you're saying, well, if we won those games, look at this spot we would be in that's exactly why it's a problem when you're not getting it right in the dugout I'm willing to excuse you know guys that make physical errors baseball's a tough game when you're playing but you can't be losing games because of decisions coming from your dugout I put this up on Sunday and I want to get your take on it because a lot of people agreed and I also got roasted by a lot of people this bothered me to no end Steven Matz gives up a moonshot Sunday they showed the bench, and immediately after the home run, he didn't even run the bases yet, they showed Mickey Calloway smiling in the dugout. So I wrote something. What was the line here? Something about uh, not being able to Photoshop this. You can't Photoshop No, I said, yeah, this is uh, – I, you, yeah, it's not Photoshopped. But uh, I don't know what I wrote, but there's. I said something about, you know, there's one person who shouldn't be smiling in the dugout after a home run, and it's the guy in charge. So would something like this bother you at all, or did I overreact? I don't get super bothered because I don't. He's clearly talking to Jim Riggleman. Maybe there's a schneid. He didn't miss the home run though. Made. I don't. I don't know what the conversation would be there. I understand it's something that fans look at and point to. What I'll say is this: I think a lot of Mets fans, and again, like I said earlier, whatever Mickey Callaway does now is the wrong thing because everybody's just up in arms about him, and he's become the fall guy for this season look it's inevitable that he's going to be fired at some point during this year you think they're playing 28 games against some of the better teams in baseball 28 straight games between now and the all-star break all against teams that currently have winning records so they haven't been able to put it together all year up to this point they had a soft schedule these last few weeks we talked about they did well at home in that time not so well on the road so now they're going to go on a run at this point and they have to play at least 500 these next this next month in order for him to stick around. And that's hard to see with a lot of the problems that this team already has. And again, the public pressure. Monday and Tuesday, the Mets are going to Yankee Stadium. So it's all eyes of the city on these two teams. And Mickey Calloway is already on the hot seat. Granted, it's an American League game. You can't screw up as much. But if something occurs there or he says the wrong thing or they lose two games, everybody's going to pounce once again. And we've seen this time and again. And even after a couple of wins, we're talking about Mickey Calloway and where he is and does he get fired? Is he good? Is he not? Is he smirking at the wrong thing? After Tuesday night, after the issue on the home run on Sunday that you point to, uh, we go back three weeks where you know, Brody Van Wagenen is kind of given like, well, we're sticking with him for now. Yeah, for the uh, foreseeable future. Foreseeable future, whatever that means. So, you know, all these things just add up. And to me, it's inevitable that he's going to go. 
even if the Mets don't play that poorly, when they lose four games in a row, it's the easiest fix to make. And Mickey has, even in a win like today, makes the wrong decisions that frustrate you and have to frustrate the organization. And so how much confidence can there be that he's truly the right guy for this position? It's been a long time now, over 200 games, that he's had an opportunity to show that he can improve, and I don't think he has. There's a guy about eight miles from here that might do a, an all right job if he ever got the call, but it's not happening. Wally Backman, who you're yeah. referencing. The Long Island Ducks are right down the street. Uh, but you know what? There's one thing that you uh, really can't put a, uh, a judgment on, and it is the emergence of Varg Ace. So I think having Vargas is going to turn some heads in at uh, Subway so, Series on Monday night. So I saw, <laughs> I saw what you did there, and it's very cute, very clever. I and didn't invent Vargas. I started thinking of it. Jason Vargas already has Ace in his name. You, like, invented it in his last name, but his first name is Je- Ace and Vargas. Well, you Why know, don't you go with the Ace where it already is, my man? I didn't invent this. You could actually look oh. it back, and um, someone back when he was with the Royals wrote it. But, yeah, oh. you know, that that uh, that performance last night was incredible. No, he's great. Uh, you know what? Mets since, need a lot more of that, you know? Since you have a real job after this, you're not drinking tonight. I've been trying to cut you you off. I didn't to think about like, it. Let's drink some beer. <laughs> I'm looking at Pete sip water, and it's and it's uh, it's not it, as satisfying. It's illegal to cheers water, so I haven't really uh, cracked my cracked my beer yet here. But uh, I got you, bro. I got you. We're gonna do a cheers across the room. <laughs> Shouty to our friends at McKellar. I am back on the proper pint. One Ooh. of my favorite beers that McKellar has in the arsenal. It is a uh, dry stout. It's my favorite. Shout out to them. Lizzie is on my other favorite. United We Cheers. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'll have two next week to make up for it. How about that? All right. How about that? So um, as usual, shout out to McKellar. Hit up McKellarNYC.com. Use the promo code T7L20 for 20% off your delivery of any anything they have in stock on their website. They deliver to the four boroughs. Staten Island is excluded and Nassau County. United We Cheers is back in stock. McKellarita, Hop a Cab, Casual Every Day. There's one I have in the cooler over there or the fridge over there that I don't know if they have it on the website, but it's incredible. It's like Welcome to Summer or something like that. Oh, I didn't even try that. It's got a little kick. It's got a little kick. Mm. So uh, shout out to McKellar. Definitely use the code T7L20, 20% off your delivery on McKellarNYC.com. And Pete, I am definitely going to hold you to it. You're going to have to have two next week. But uh, also, Tuesday night. Two, if two, you come out on Tuesday two, night, two. you can have some uh, some McKellars. Let's uh, do a little shilling for that right now. Tuesday night, we will be at Lion's Head Tavern in the city for a Subway Series viewing party. I think if, if, all, if everything stays the same, no uh, rainouts or anything like that, Wheeler should be on the hill. Mm-hmm. So Subway Series viewing party at Lion's Head Tavern. Come on up to the Upper West Side. What they are doing is free wings and free hot dogs from 5 to 7 p.m. And then United We Cheers Woo! will be on special all night, <laughs> or at least until we drink them dry. Uh, Lion's Head is a great time. Sorry, Danny. A lot of tasty options on their <laughs> menu. Danny's trying to come. I don't know if Danny can come, and maybe we could just say he's like our, I don't know. We're not doing any live stuff there. I don't know. We can't even say you're our like roadie or anything. But <laughs> the uh, address, Lion's Head Tavern, 995 Amsterdam Avenue. And uh, they are only about 10, 15 minutes away from Yankee Stadium. So you can even treat this as your pre- or post-game party spot. I have a question. Sure. I've 
I've heard it multiple times on the broadcast, and I may have skipped it at some point, and maybe you guys talked about it, and I'm not this sure. This broadcast or the real broadcast? The real broadcast, <laughs> or or you guys. is Did they change the ball? Oh, yeah. We've talked about this the whole year. Yeah. Can you guys explain again? Because well, I don't well, I remember. So, so everyone kind of... A little different opinions on it. Like I don't think it's been scientifically stitches. proven what it is, but the belief is that the stitches are lowered, and what that does is the ball carries, carries. further because there's not much drag on it. And I actually think it impacts City Field more than most stadiums. Look at today. Look at City Field, Dodger Stadium, and Petco Park, and the Padres are going to set their franchise record for homers by like thirty. I mean, by a ton. I think they said they have 10 guys on the roster now who have hit over 10 home runs already. So all of these parks have been pitchers parks, and I they've think. all been stadiums where they're kind of near water. Mm-hmm. I don't know as much about L.A., but like there's that marine layer they talk about in San Diego, and I think there's a little bit of that in L.A. as well. And to me, I, I just there's got to have one to do with the other, that these three parks in particular, the home runs are spiking. City Field, Amid Rosario is going opposite field for multiple home runs. And Todd Frazier is out on his front foot, hitting off the end of the that bat, was and it's carrying out of the park. And even the outs, where it's, it looks like a routine fly ball, and it's carrying all the way to the warning track. I saw one on Tuesday night where Syndergaard was shaking his head a- after a fly out to the warning track. And I don't know what he was thinking, but my guess is, how the hell did it end up all the way out there? There was a routine fly out. So, you know, when the... The, the seams go down, the stitches go down, the ball's going to carry a little further, and I, I think that's what you're seeing, but it has, in some places, really changed it. The Mets used to not be able to hit it home, uh, uh, and now yeah. the ball's just carrying out, <laughs> and they're winning games, so it's great. I think it's been a positive for them at home, but obviously, you know, it's not great for the pitching staff when you look at the home no, run numbers. Yeah. I think it also is adding to Pete Alonso breaking records that he has. But I mean, he's also hitting he on the would, road. He would hit it out anyway. But I think it also has a lot to do with the, with the ball. If the ball's changing, ERAs are going up, besides Vargas, he's the man. Uh, and also, home runs are going up as well across the board. Like you said, Hechevarria, power hitter now. And yeah. Rosario, power hitter now. Um you know, and, and it's just impressive all you know, just to see what Alonso's doing. Uh, now he's only second on the list for the Mets for home runs by a rookie. Daryl Strawberry, Strawberry is at 26. Dude, it's Pete June, Alonso at 20. Was it June 6th, June 5th, whatever it is? I mean, sixth. that is amazing. It's the 6th. And he tied uh, McGuire for most by a rookie by June 1st with 19. So this dude is the man. I can't wait to see him in the home run derby. And I know some Mets fans, oh, I don't want to see it. He could get hurt. He could ruin his swing. His swing's already a home run swing. He's not changing anything when he goes into the box at the Derby this year. I, I'd love to see it. I mean, I think he would put on an absolute show. And he's got the kind of personality that, you know, break out nationally. If he wins this thing or has a good run, there's nothing not to like about this kid since he's come up. So I'd be excited to see him there. So let's talk about something not to like, and that would be the hamstrings or the hamstring of a Juan Robinson well, Cano. He only made quad, it yeah. quad. Is it? Yeah. Well, I don't even know what I wrote it's down his here. Leg. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> left left quad <laughs> tightness. So uh, he came back from the IL. Only made it to the top of the fifth last night. He's already out. And he last night after the game, he spoke with the reporters and he said, "Oh, I'm not hurt. It was just tight. I, I don't know what excuse he used, but it's not looking good." Well, the thing that's frustrating to me is we've seen this a million times over the years. <laughs> Why is it always the same thing? That's a hey, gift, by the way. That's a gift. That's a gift. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> They've got new trainers. They've got new 
front office. They've got a new manager. And it's the same thing. All these guys come back too soon. They play one freaking game, and then they're hurt again. Yeah. And we don't know that Cano will go back on the injured list yet, but I think the smart money would be on that. And oftentimes, the second time you tweak it, it takes even longer to work your way back. So what the hell is it? That years after year after year after year, this has been a problem in the organization. And you could point back and you know look at ownership. Maybe there have been players in the past that pointed out, "Oh, there was pressure from ownership to come back too soon." But even if it's that, like, how do you not learn your lesson over 15 years of this going on? Uh, and it's always the veteran guys that have big paychecks, and they must feel pressure to go back out there. But it hurts the team. When you rush these guys back and then they get hurt again. And just how many times do we have to see it? We saw Ray Ramirez get booed every opening day because yeah, of this. And, and I should we feel sure I feel bad did. now because it wasn't even his fault. Oh. It's the curse of the orange and blue. But uh, do you think that I mean it's always gonna be a forever connection, especially if this kid turns out turns out to be something. But every time Jared Kellenick does something, I mean I think he's only in high A ball now. I mean he's so far away from becoming a, a major league baseball player. Can we chill player. with the updates on him, by the way? But I understand there's a possibility. Social media error, it's never gonna end. Uh, now. He could be a terrific player, but like can we can we wait until he's <laughs> in the majors? I and mean, every time the kid hits a double at single A Tacoma, wherever the hell he is, like, you know, there's alerts uh, throughout my Twitter and well, the trade looks terrible right now. There's no other way to put it. Cano is going to be an onerous contract. You knew that in the first place, and the hope was you get enough on the front end to justify what you know is going to be rough on the back end, and he's been lousy when he's been on the field, and now you have health issues to worry about with the legs, and who knows, maybe something that will linger. He's 36, not a kid who's going to recover quickly. Edwin Diaz has been okay, but he hasn't been the elite closer that yeah. – he was expected to be and needed to be to justify this trade. And then, uh, you know, Jay Bruce. I was just going to bring that no, up. No, he's in Philadelphia. He hit three homers over the last two nights. Uh, I'm not sure what he's done today, <laughs> but, you know, he's going to get a lot of playing time there with Andrew Bacutchin going down and being done for the season, unfortunately. Uh, so, you know, it, it looks terrible right now, and it doesn't, it's one that doesn't look like it's going to start looking better anytime soon well i wanted to bring something up what do you point out the the the, the bug that's flying yeah. around the here giant yeah it's so annoying fly it's huge it's not so on my head well we found out danny's afraid of birds how do you feel about gigantic bugs danny See, those I don't mind. you don't mind the bugs no. okay all right that's a big old juicy fly yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> what are they feeding the things here on long island huh <laughs> listen i know you're off to sny after this and i want you to track down whoever likes to pour, pour salt on the wounds of the Mets fans every time uh, a player does something great. I can't find it now, but SNY felt the need, whoever runs that the social Instagram media account. The Instagram account? Uh, no, well, no, no, no. Twitter oh. account. Jay Bruce now. was killing it, hit like, another yeah. home run or something like that, and like, uh, sleep easy, Mets fans, or something like that. I'm like, come on. Do you really <laughs> need to do that? It's a little much. I mean, well, I, I, I love a good a troll. Humor here, I love Dan. a good troll, but come on. Not, not, not like that. Uh, give us a call, 631 Three eight eight five zero nine five Mets or whatever to chat with me and Petey Mac before Where's rally you... man. I, I'd have lost some money if uh... I know you, you should have. I should have taken the uh, the over. I would. Uh, <laughs> I guess five seconds in. From <laughs> also, shout out to the Mets. We are giving away four tickets for this Saturday night at City Field. Two will go to a winner on Twitter or Periscope, and two will go to a winner on Facebook. You get 
seats on the field level, and then uh, field access for the Lauren Hill post-game concert. Am I allowed to win that? No, you are not allowed to win that. Mm. because. And you know what? You try to rub it into like how many times you've been on the field before. Yep, and I wanted to add another notch in my belt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so let's talk about the IL for another player. McNeil is back. Pete McHitz is back. <laughs> And uh, like he's been picking up right where he left off. Dude, Another couple guy. hits today. He's up to 345. Coming off the bench, and he has a, a key pinch hit. Would have liked to see a one batter sooner, but whatever. They tied the game, and he bailed him out. He does it on a pitch. It's like eight inches off the plate. Just put the ball in play, and you have to in that situation. He did. Got a little lucky that it dropped in, but you know you create your own luck sometimes by putting in play. So, yeah, man, McNeil is legit. You know what? I haven't heard much about this yet. He's got to be an all-star candidate here, right? Uh, he's I would playing think so. that well, and he's been keeping it up for long enough. You figure Alonzo's an all-star from the Mets. I think McNeil deserves his due. He could play a lot of different positions as well, which is something that they occasionally look for on that all-star roster. Uh, so I think he should be getting some some pub for that. He's not going to start, but you know certainly be on that on that roster. And there's no one else that really comes to mind for the Mets. Unless uh, Jason Vargas keeps it up, you know? I want to give a little shouty out to a Twitter account here, at Andrew at Bat with two Ts. A year ago today, Jeff McNeil was hitting 330 with double A with the Rumble Ponies, and today he's hitting 345 with the Mets. So last year when he came up at the end of the year, um, some people thought it was a fluke. I, I had total confidence in Jeff McKitts that it, this was going to be who he really was. Are you surprised that uh, he's starting off where he left off last year? No, not this year. What I saw last year, kick and hit. A guy can hit. And I wasn't sure when he first came up. I hadn't seen him a whole lot in the right, minor leagues. Right. So I, I didn't know what kind of player he would be. But once you saw him last year, I, I thought it was definitely legit what he was doing. I didn't necessarily think he'd hit 345 here. Yeah. Uh, but I thought he was a 300 hitter with some pop. I actually thought we'd see a little more power out of him because last year he turned on some pitches that he hasn't quite done as much this year. But nobody's complaining about what Jeff McNeil has done. So, like I say, I, I think he should be getting some all-star buzz over the course of the, the next month and a half. And he and Alonzo, I mean, how about that? Two guys, they had a long road to make it to the majors coming out of college. And are they good enough defensively and all of these questions. And, boy, have they answered it within the last year. Absolutely. All right, let's hit the phones. We got a voice we've been kind of waiting for all uh, show now. We got Mr. Rallyman. What's up, Rallyman? Hi. The hashtag standby Vargas movement is real, guys. <laughs> I don't know if okay. you're watching live, but I am showing off my RWO T-shirt uh, from the man himself. So what's up, Rally Man? You want to just um, you know just uh, say I told you so or what? No, not at all. No, no, I'm not here to gloat. Not here to to bust chops or anything. You know, Why I not? Plenty of pork <laughs> Because, you know, I, you know what, I, I bust plenty of pork chops uh, this week, and I felt like, you know what, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to take the noble route, and I'm going to say, you know what, um, yeah, this is great because I stuck up, stuck up for Vargas, it's definitely worked over this past month, last night is a fucking exclamation point, and I chugged a beer out of my brand new bat mug, uh, courtesy of uh, Lumberland.com, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was great because you know what I felt like oh man it paid off and I'm like maybe uh, that'll influence others like maybe if we stand by some of the underdogs like 
give him some time. Maybe they'll just come onto the radar. Do Jarrett's familiar next, Rally Man. Yeah, yeah. Be a, be a, on, who you got? Be a familiar guy next. We need help. Listen, I, I, I will stand by familiar. Definitely. He looked good today. I was very happy with that. Um, and I don't know. Listen, I don't know about Cano just so much. I, I, I don't know if I want to do a hashtag standby Hetchy because I'm loving him, bro. I like Echeverria. Are we going to see you on Tuesday at Lion's Head? Uh, I, I think I got to go. All right, I think cool, I man. have to go. Rally All right, dude. I, I, do have a, I do have a question man. for you guys. Right, sure. what, what's, shoot, go ahead. All right, totally off topic, but I just thought it was kind of uh, interesting. Uh, who are your top uh, favorite non-Mets? Never put the uniform on. They don't necessarily be, have to be during our era or in the past. Uh, but for me, it's uh, Yadier Molina, uh, Chipper Jones, and uh, I always admired uh, Mike Schmidt's career. Um, well, they and, all had uh, their best yeah. moments against the Mets, so you saw the best of them, I suppose. This is uh, this is like a throwback Rallyman question. He used to call up and be like, uh, "Marry, fuck, kill," and he'd like give us three an- three <laughs> options. Uh, How about those three? <laughs> Yadier Molina, Chipper Jones. <laughs> Throw Chase Utley in there. Why not? Yeah. Do you love Utley too? I mean, you got every Mets killer on no, the board. No, no, no. Utley's no. Utley's not. No, 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 no. Not, not, Utley's definitely not in there. Uh, uh, you know what? Chipper Jones is a really nice guy. He, he seems like a cool dude to share a beer with. You My know? favorite interview ever, Chipper Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know exactly what to expect, but he was phenomenal. He let me call him Larry in the interview and like kind of bust on he him seems a little like a good bit sport. and. Um, you know, he told the the story of Mike Piazza's home run uh, on September twenty first, two thousand one, and you know how he took uh, you know some of the casings from the twenty one gun salute, and you know how it, all that touched him, and, and yeah, he was he was phenomenal. He's funny, and uh, and I think he embraces being the bad guy in New York, but it's all come around kind of full circle for him. We're Mets fans, yeah. You know, tip the cap to Chipper. So, now. could you pick a favorite player that's not a Met? I'm trying to think, like who. Um, you know, who is a, a favorite player? I mean, it's usually like somebody when you're a kid. Yeah. So, like, you know, Griffey comes to mind, uh, Frank Thomas. I like Ozzie Smith. Yeah, I mean, Ozzie's a good one, too. Backflips. Um, that was great. All right, Riley, man, we'll let you go. We'll see you on Tuesday, yeah. all right, man? Well, I, I got one more question. Oh, Greg, go ahead, go ahead. I got my answer. Greg okay. Maddox. I always right, loved right. watching Greg Maddox. He killed the Mets, too, but he was, uh, he was uh, <laughs> art to watch. All right, Riley, hit us. All right, guys. Uh, what is Pete McCarthy's most embarrassing guilty pleasure movie? Mm. <laughs> so these are the old questions we used to get. These were great. You got to start hitting us off with these questions again. Uh, I know. I missed them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rally. Well, I'll let him think about that for a second. I'll see you on Tuesday. All right, man? All right. Sounds good, guys. Rally World Order for life. <laughs> <laughs> Rally, man. Taking the high road on the Vargas thing. So now he's not only smarter than me, he's classier than me. You know, I would not take He is the road. epitome of any rally man ever. And rally and man ever, definitely ever. doesn't like attention, so I'm surprised that uh, he didn't go over the top there with that. Uh, <laughs> do you have a favorite, what do you say, uh, favorite guilty pleasure movie? like a Freddie Prince Jr. movie, you know, one of those. Oh. We got She's All That and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. forget what the other one was. I used to watch those a lot, so I guess we'll put them on the board. Anytime Wedding Crashers. Well, 40-year-old virgin, 
Well, but I don't know. Any of those movies that come on, I, I got to watch Yeah, but you, you don't have to like feel Andrew. guilty about those. Even Everyone Andrew. likes those movies. It's like, yeah, Happy Gilmore, Dumb and Dumber. They're not guilty no, pleasures. The, you're, you're proud of those. The one that we Those are the ones constantly. you put on your Facebook back in the day as your favorite movies, you know? He's asking for the one that you don't put up there because you don't want to ask answer questions uh, about it. Probably something that it one of like Kelly's movies or something. kind of movie. I don't know. Maybe Newsies. Like or... Sweet Home Alabama. No, nah, I'm not would, in. I'm not into those. That would be one. See, he won't. Oh, you know, uh, how about um, Meet the Fockers is always something. What's that the we one watch. with Jennifer Gardner when she turns into a kid? Thirteen going on thirty. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that'd be a good. Answer I'll pick that one. Okay. All right. So uh, again, share the show. Thanks <laughs> to the Mets for free tickets for this Saturday's game at City Field. Also, a uh, special shouty out to uh, Buddy Harrelson, 75th birthday today. Um, you follow the draft at all? You does that interest you at all? I have in the past. In fact, when I worked at MLB.com, which has been a little while now, I used to host and announce rounds two through five. How about that? So I'd be with the draft analyst, and I had you know papers in front of me and about one thousand names because you know you only have a little bit of time to talk about these guys. They need to have a little little something to add to their college and position uh, that they say on the conference calls. So I used to really deep dive into this, but. Uh, it's not something that uh, typically comes up. They're college and high school baseball players, and you know those sports aren't exactly thrust in your face all the time. Uh, honestly, I never heard of the number one overall pick until the weekend before he did an interview with Harold Reynolds on MLB Network, and that was the first time I heard his name. Well, he's like 20 so. years old also, and he's still in high school. I guess the, the story behind well, that... Well, that's the number one overall pick in the draft. I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Mets' number one pick. Yeah, he's a you know, high school kid, third base out of Texas. Yep. Knows all about David Wright. Shouted him out in the conference call with reporters. So that's a, that's an A-plus right off the bat as far as that goes. Uh, really, you know, if you want to get into it, the third-round pick is the most interesting one for the Mets because even though the kid was in the third round, he's like a top... 20 prospect Matt Allen yeah Matt Allen and the the draft is funky and I don't want to bog down into it but because of the signability and how much these guys get paid the teams all manipulate where they end up going so you don't really get drafted in talent order you get drafted based on all this other nonsense and all the rules so uh, it's very confusing compared to the other leagues drafts I did like that they didn't have any games going on that Monday. They left a gap in the schedule at uh-huh. 7 o'clock so that people would theoretically watch the draft since there was another baseball going on, which I think is a good idea. But it's hard for this draft to ever really catch on for any you know kind of casual fan because you, just, you don't know who these guys are. It's not Zion Williamson. Right, right, right. In, in the NBA, people are rooting for ping pong balls. That's the biggest <laughs> night. And in baseball, you don't even know who the number one pick is you know, is right? right until five years later. And he's been up in the bigs for a little while. And then, you know, it's the other thing too. It takes these guys a while to make their way up. So you can't even judge the draft until many years in the future. So the Mets, uh, first three picks were, uh, Brett, the Met batty, Josh Wolf and Matthew Allen. And, uh, if you follow Joe DeMeo, uh, at PSL to Flushing. is a great person. To, if you're interested in the he, draft, he will have a far obsessed. better idea than I could ever give you. And, you know, there are certain people that cover this stuff and love it, and they'll deep dive it and tell you what's a good pick and what's not and really explain all the rules if you're into it. I just I don't think that the majority of people are. They just 
want you to get it right. <laughs> yeah. They want the teams to get it right. Draft the right kids. Don't have a Mike Trout on the board when you took some other guy who never makes it to the majors. Uh, and that tends to be the proof in the pudding years later. You know. So Joe follows this very intently. I actually texted him today. I'm like, how do you stay up to date with all this stuff? And he said it's on, I guess it's an MLB.com radio stream after you know the top few uh, rounds. And uh, he put up a tweet yesterday. He said, thanks for following my draft coverage if you didn't unfollow because he was pretty on top of it. So if you want a recap of all the uh, the draft stuff, Joe writes for both the Seven Line and uh, SNY. So check him out on Twitter, at PSL to Flushing. Very clever name there. Um, so um, what else we got going on, Pete? Well, we got the Rockies and yeah. then Nets-Yankees, Subway Series. Now, do you still get butterflies like Subway – I'll tell you, this one has kind of snuck up on me a little bit. It wasn't until the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, the Yankees too. are coming up. And, yeah. You know, it's just kind of, it's only two-game series. And after all these years, it's a little it's a little ho-hum when it's Mets-Yankees. And I know we all, there's a certain atmosphere that is there once the games actually yeah, start. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's on the cover of the paper. Be, it gets all built up. There's extra hype around it. Yeah. Um, you know, you know I, it's a baseball week in this town. You know, you're not going to be talking about Le'Veon Bell anywhere when it's Monday, Tuesday, and it's Mets Yankees. I mean, I liked it when we went. We used to do the Bronx Invasion. We did three or four years of that, and then I don't know if you know, but the the Yankees tried to kind of spread us out a lot, and I told them that I guess we're not coming back anymore. So they made it pretty kind of like the Cubs. They made it a little difficult for us to sit mm-hmm. together. So the Bronx Invasion is now retired, uh, at least for the time being. So. When we're not going, I'm not as juiced up about it, but we'll be at Lion's Head, which will be fun. Um, our own thing. Yeah, we're just doing our own little party, our own little invasion on the Upper West Side. Uh, free wings, baby. Free, yeah. That's, Get you there know, early. I'm not Five to super seven. big on wings, or actually super big on hot dogs either. We talked about this last year. Doing? I love Remember hot dogs. How many hot dogs? You should ask for some salads. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> how many <laughs> hot dogs do you hot think dogs, come on. you eat per year? Me, no. Remember we had this conversation last year? We sure did. (laughs) And then we looked it up, and Lizzie, her answer was insane of how many (laughs) she thinks she eats per year. But how many hot dogs do you think you eat per year? Like five to ten. Five to ten. And what was your answer again last year? I don't know. It was so insane. But let me tell you something. I had a hot dog the other day. (laughs) Uh, Average... I gotta look this up because I when so I you gotta have up, a grill. If I owned a grill, I, my hot dog consumption would rise. All right, I'll tell you I'm a in secret. In Astoria, I'll tell you a secret. Andrew makes popcorn and he puts and he slices hot dogs and he puts it in the popcorn. Ooh. So he eats popcorn and Sweet hot dog and at the same salty time. Salty and savory. Okay, well here's the answer. I just googled it. <laughs> uh, Americans consume 20 billion hot dogs a year. It's straight from Google, guys. More than twice the retail sales figures. That works out to about 70 hot dogs per uh, per year per person. So that's a lot of freaking hot dogs. You're 70 at dogs? zero? Yeah. I haven't had a hot dog in I don't know how long. Well, so, so it just makes sense in this room. So I'm zero. I only have 10. You have zero. Lizzie has like that 200. That means Lizzie has like to have 200 to make up. I have 15,022. It was a lot. I got to rewind from last year, but it was it was a lot. I don't even know how we got on that topic last year. but It, it was probably around like the hot dog eating contest time because you, you always get Which riled Which I up. love watching Yeah, you, you always get <laughs> what so are we doing? awesome. Speaking Dude, of, stoked. you talked about the cheesesteak challenge. Oh, I'm retired. And then... <laughs> Afterwards, I put on Twitter that we should have that challenge here one night during the show, and you said you're you're out. No, I'm retired. Now. Why? Why? What, what do you What do you want to eat? 
You, you no, only like salad. Do... You want to have like a spinach I'll competition a here. Just you down guys. in bags of kale. Like, what are you going to eat here? <laughs> Listen, if it was a contest, I don't. You guys. I'm very competitive. We, it has to be meatballs. The, the whole the whole show was about meatballs. It was? Yes. When you guys were talking about that, somebody said like, oh, I did a meatball. Blah, 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 and then everybody was talking about meatballs. It I'll, has to be meatballs. I'll, if it's a competition, I'll eat anything. I'm, so. I'm in, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fire it up. I'll, I'll, give, it a, I'll give it a shot. You as know, long as you don't have to go to SNY after. You don't want to get any uh, no. condiments yeah. on your nice suit. <laughs> Can't be doing that. I'll, I'll tell you this, too. If we're going back to past shows, <laughs> I'll go back to just last week. When I was busting on everybody for leaving that extra inning game early, yeah. So I went. Way to bring home. it up again, thanks, Pete. I went. I went. <laughs> yeah, man. So I went home and talked to my wife, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I was doing that. just kind of busting, having fun." And she's like, "You're such a hypocrite. Like, what are you talking about?" She's like, "How many jet games did you stay for the whole game this past year?" And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> but they stay. I like right? your wife. Oh, wasn't in overtime <laughs> or something? Yeah, the Jets. I left one I went, Mets game early in my entire life, and it was the 10-year anniversary of 9-11, and uh, we were at City Field, and it was uh, we talked about this. It was the night that uh, there was also a Jet game, yeah. I think, the yeah, opener. Yeah, Jets played the Cowboys. And it was an extra innings game, and my wife had work early the next day, and we did leave early. Mets were getting crushed. I left early that game, but I've, I don't think I've ever left a Mets game early besides that day. Um, you know, Gary Cohen, too. I heard him on the broadcast recently talking about he's only left one game early. Obviously, he can't leave now. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you know, that would be weird. But uh, he left when he was a fan, and his mom had to do something, so they made him leave. It was a rain delay or something, he said. And then they found out the next day that they picked up and played, and he, like, yelled at her, wouldn't talk to her for two weeks, I think he said on the broadcast. I was like, that is, uh, you know, kind of the same thing. Just, if I've left just early, one otherwise, game miss, and you, like, remember it. Yeah, I don't remember if I've ever left early besides that, but whatever. It is what it is. I definitely see. I left so many Jet games early, I can't even remember doing it once. You know, you know like leaving the a Jet game is rough, man. Unless you reverse tailgate and hang out afterwards, getting wow. out of that parking lot is insane. Yeah, you know, the Jets, they just they infuriate me. And then it's like the third quarter. So one game this year, I went, I had a wedding on Saturday night in Tallahassee, flew up, Newark, you know, I got up at five in the morning. Get to tailgate at noon. Walk in at one o'clock. By one thirty, the Jets are down thirty-one nothing to the Bills. Hey, you know, I gotta stay for that shit. Come on, I'm getting out of here. You said shit. Oh, oh he's allowed to curse. No, he, I would prefer he can to be curse. cursed. Yeah, absolutely, curse it up. Bartolo, Bartolo. Um, so uh, yeah, All Star game coming up soon. Hopefully, it is McNeil and Alonzo. I'd love to well, see. I just want to see McNeil get some get some pub. And Vargas, yeah. Vargas. How about Vargas? Yeah, put him there too. I would love to get a Vargas All Star Game jersey. It's not going to happen, but that would be beautiful. <laughs> he made the All Star team in 2016 with Kansas City. 17, I guess it was. Just a couple of years ago, he was an All Star. So I want to bring something up that we talked about before we went live here. Uh, Leon, Leon from Albany, put up this tweet in. May, I believe. May 5th? Yes. If Jason Vargas pitches a complete game today, I will ride my bike from my hometown of Albany to Uh City Field and buy Jason Vargas lunch. And this is coming from a guy (laughs) who was 315 pounds and out of shape. So, Leon, it actually happened last night, and uh, he highlighted it and sent it to me this morning. So I said, that, dude, you have to do it. So I slid into his DMs, and I'm like, hey, man, like, do you, can you actually do this? Do you have a bike? Are you prepared to Start ride? Start training. 
uh, 19 hours from Albany to City Field. He says, well, number one, I don't have a bike. And uh, number two, I didn't think that far along. Do you think the Mets will be on board with maybe setting up this lunch with Vargas? I'm like, well, I'm sure they would. I mean, last year they did that retweet thing. Uh, for the you know, prom, Cali, yeah. with Cali, Cali's prom, which was cool. Well, that was a nicer story than this guy sucks so much he'll never do anything. Well, and, yeah, you know, but Leon, I, I read his bio. He he's a cancer survivor, so I think that uh, yeah. he could have linked a few things into. Hey, you know, I'm riding for. Uh, I'm happy that you know I'm cancer free, and also I said this on Twitter, so I have to go through with it, but. I said he doesn't to Leon, need to have lunch with Vargas. You just got to eat his words, man. You said you would do it. Go do it. I think he should. But I, I told him I would try to help him out, but I'm not uh, going to do it for him. Yeah, what so are you going to do for if him? He, I don't know. I hit him up. And he's like, yeah. well, first he said, I don't have a bike. Do you have a bike? I said, I have a BMX bike, but I don't think you could ride <laughs> 19 hours on a BMX bike. Oh uh, so Leon, onto the bumper or the trailer yeah, like I'll just the old hitch. video game. Sketch, yeah. <laughs> Sketch all the way down uh, the New York Thruway on my BMX bike. <laughs> but Leon, if you actually, if you're watching this and you get a bike and you're prepared, because you can't just ride for 18 hours if you're not in shape or ready for it, uh, you can break it down and maybe do 20 miles here, stay, you know, in a hotel or whatever. Yeah, turn it into a month long thing. Uh, if you have to, to Albany, you need to have off from work as well. So mm. uh, anyway, give us a call if you want to play What's in the Box. That'll be up next. We actually only have three options today because I forgot to what, tell. This guy's not going to do it. What's going on here? Are we going to make him do it? Well, I asked him. I said, you know, when you get your shit together, let me know. If you get a bike, number one, you got to be yeah. prepared. You need spare tires. You need tools. You need a pump. You, you need like hybrid bikes now, right? You get one that's you get know, a motor, electric, get an engine. You got to pedal a little <laughs> bit. You know, well. We can cut, cut a break here, but if you say something... Yeah, you got to do it. Especially, you know, he's telling you all about it so that we lean on him to do yeah. this. I think he just needs a little kick in the rump to get him started, get him going here. I mean, let's go. Find a garage sale, get a bike, and <laughs> throw a Hemi on that thing, and... Find a way to Queen. It'd be funny if you got like a tandem. He's got someone riding shotgun with him. He just, I don't know. But you, there is an app. I don't think they have it on the Maps uh, app or whatever ways or whatever you want to use. But you can actually set it to the bicycle route. Yeah, so, you can do it on Google Maps. Okay, yep. you? Mm -hmm. So I guess it would tell you to take the GW or something. I yeah, don't, there's some along the Palisades. You go over the GW. Because you can't ride over the, the Whitestone or the Throg's Neck. So I guess you'd have to do. Yeah, you could bike over the GW. I don't know. That would be the way to go. And you figure it out. And take Northern Boulevard the whole way. And you, you know, you take Roosevelt uh, Avenue. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you we'll can figure. get there. I, you know, you can get. I can get. I can get even the bridges to Astoria, and then I know you could bike from Astoria to the ballpark. It's a little dicey. Though. You got to cross some weird. I don't know. You <laughs> go the right way, so you're not crossing over the highways if like I, I was. The, time, the on and off ramps. If I had the free time, I'd love to do it. I don't know how I got on this topic, but I was, I was googling something on the train the other day. Um, how long it would take to walk around the Earth, and I think it was like eleven years or something like that. But it seems low. You think so? Yeah, the Earth's a pretty big place. I think it was, ele I think it was 11, 11 years. years. Hmm. But, I mean, you obviously can't you do it, but the amount of water, mileage. Moses can do it. But then I looked it up. There are pages and pages of people who have walked from West Coast to East Coast. And there's a woman in the early 1900s, like 1920 or something like that. There was some type of challenge where she would have gotten like 20 grand if she could do it. And she did it and never got paid. That's Whoa. that's a fucking bummer, Whoa, man. man. 1920. Let's. I'm just saying 1920. 20 grand in 1920. That's yeah, a man. lot of freaking money. Well, that's so cool. Yeah, look it Again, up. Again, you got to live up to your word on these things. You agree to pay somebody, pay them up. Absolutely. I don't like that. That bums me out now. Yeah, this well, woman walked all that way. I think she actually did it with like her sister or something too. I don't know. You got to Google it. No, I'm angry. We are. 
basking in the anger. Then we get more rally, man. Here trying. I thought I was going to play. Hold on a second. <laughs> I don't hear it. All right, so there's supposed to be a little rally man intro here. I don't know where it is. So we are just going to do it ourselves. Um, Lumberland. Each week, they sponsor our little sh- little uh, game show here called What's in the Box. And today, we have Aria. What's up, Aria? Hey, gentlemen. How are you? How are you? How's it going? And lady. Doing good. Pete, you're looking sharp. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Sharp-dressed man over here. You got to step it up around here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Not just that's T-shirts. That's right. All right, so listen. By the way, Pete Darren. Yo. I was at the game with Jeff McNeil's first game with you guys. That was when I sat down with you guys. And we had his first hit there. And you said then he's going to be great. So Look at that. I'm a, I'm, I'm a prophet over here. Day one. <laughs> All right. So uh, listen, today it's it's usually one, two, three, or four. Today it's just one, two, three. What you want for free from Lumberland. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking Robbie Ventura. He's been good luck for the uh, oh, the bat. Um, let's say we'll go one. We got a bat. No way, really? <laughs> Woo! <Bat mug. laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a Jason Vargas muck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> New York, you got the skyline on there. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Nice. All right. Awesome. Nice awesome sauce. We got your address? Um, no, uh, Aria, just e- uh, email us your address. And we'll send address. it out to you tomorrow. Email right? you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Okay. I'll email you. All right, okay. have a good one, man. Thanks, guys. Congrats, hey. Aria. You well. Have a great one. Let's go, Mitch. Yep. LGM. That's nice. <laughs> Won the bat. Oh, I just cut him off. So uh, Father's Day is bat. coming up. Yes, We've talked is. about this. Pete's first Father's Day as a dad. Go to Lumberland.com and use our special promo code OABT, OABT for 15% off anything on the website or try to call in and win something for free on uh, what's in the box. So Lumberland.com, OABT, they have the license with uh, MLBPA, so you can get a Jason Vargas bat. Or any of your other favorite baseball players <laughs> on the Mets or on another team if you want to gift it. Or you could be like uh, Kevin and buy 50 of them for a wedding. So Lumberland.com, OABT. Use the special promo code. Check out all the different options they have. And uh, maybe one day they'll get the license with the big league too and start using uh, the Mets logos. That would be cool. So uh, catch Pete tonight on SMY. What are you doing on SMY Ooh. tonight, huh? Doing sports night at 11 o'clock, so I'm sure we'll talk some Mets. Be coming on after the Yankee game as well. So You're going to give me a shout-out? Dabble with that. Am I going to give you a shout-out? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see his face? That was a no. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll take that as a no. It's, okay. all, it's all good. We'll see if I can work you in, you know? All right, yeah, try to get it in there. What, we, what do try you want? Get, what, do you, what should I be actually, saying Actually, you know what? You? I think you should give Rallyman a shout-out. If, if Vargas comes up, you're like, <laughs> I was wrong. Rallyman. Rallyman busted Aww. me on this one. He would, he would flip out. He, you ever see that, um, that uh, meme? You ever watch South Park? Oh, yeah, I watch all of them. You ever South see the, uh, the guy that's sitting at his computer all messy? Yeah. That would be Jer- Rallyman well, tonight. If you, Gerald the Troll? If you name drop Rallyman. No, not that oh, guy. Oh, no, no, no. The sloth guy when no. they're playing the video uh, I'll games? I'll pull it up here. Cover your eyes, people. Uh, <laughs> Cover your eyes. South Park. Oh, I know what you're pointing <laughs> to now. Yeah. In there. I don't think. I, the Oregon Trail type episode. I can uh, tell from your voice. Looking for internet. You probably don't want me to post this, but <laughs> actually, I don't know where it is. But yeah. you well, guys know if you A certain you know, level of excitement that yeah. is above the norm. <laughs> Here's Rally Man if he gets the name drop <laughs> on SNY tonight. All right, guys. So uh, <laughs> see you on Tuesday at Lion's Head. Some nice specials. 
free wings, free hot dogs. You might even see a uh, hot dog eating contest with Pete. If you want to challenge Pete, come on down. Well, it's got to be meatballs now. So. <laughs> <laughs> they got meatballs there? It's going to be a... I will special order. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a fun time. So we'll see you guys at Lion's Head on Tuesday. Uh, do you want to do the share contest? Oh, shit. We got to do the share contest. And we got to get this man on a train. He's got to head on over to the big city, SNY. Um, you do the Facebook, yep. and I will do the Twitter. Yep. The Twitter. Boom, boom. Let me know when you are ready. I am ready to roll. All right. All right and ready? Yeah, stop. Oh, that w- oh, look at that. I landed on Lizzie Saroyan. <laughs> That's me. Mm. Lauren Hill. Um, that was a quick one. Justin Riley. Cool. Justin Riley. Where does he live? Send him a little direct message. Oh, good. He lives in Pine Bush. Where is that? Is that close? I don't know. But did you mail that other stuff to like England or whoever won? Uh, yes. Portugal. Shit. How much was that? Not a lot. All I right, did good. like sort of like a flat rate thing. It you was probably could have. It was a book. You probably could have done media mail. I did. Hell yeah. All right. Cool. So uh, Pete, tell me when to stop. Dun, dun, dun. Stop. And I'm going to start doing a new thing. Because I'm going to check. Make sure that person... Um, this, this person has not won yet. So I'm going to write, you win. Is there any way that you can see that they live close? No. But uh, Trevor, at Trevor36030557. That is a long... <laughs> that is a long Twitter handle. So all right, Trevor wins the two tickets. Hopefully he can go. And if, if, you're, if Trevor can't go, make sure also you let this winner know that if they can't make it, they could send someone in their place. But I need their names tonight. So I can send Ooh. it to the Mets. All right, guys. Whoop. Whoa. Whoa. What what happened there? All right, guys. Again? So uh, <laughs> see you next week. See you Tuesday at Lion's Head. See you Thursday back here on Orange and Blue Thing. If you're watching, uh, thanks for watching live. If you're listening afterwards on all the platforms uh, for the podcast, definitely share, rate, subscribe, tell your friends. Check back each week, orangeandbluething.com. We're always hitting you guys with the new content each week. And thanks for Pete for coming out, looking all dapper. And we'll see you guys. You'll never see me this good again. <laughs> Let's go, Mets. Bye.